welcome to Silk Digital Marketing Mastery, your go-to podcast for elevating your digital marketing success as a female business owner. I'm your host, Sam, founder of Silk Digital, with over six years of experience working with clients from startups to established brands. Each week, my guests and I will provide insider knowledge and expert guidance on social media, email marketing, digital advertising, and more. On this show, you can expect to learn how to create irresistible marketing messages that connect with your dream customers, establish an unbreakable brand identity that they can't help but trust, and develop a holistic approach to your marketing that supports your business goals. I know that as a female entrepreneur, you face unique challenges when it comes to building your brand and growing your business. That's why I'm here to provide you with the tools, strategies, and insights you need to take control of your marketing and achieve your goals. So whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, this podcast is for you. Get ready to learn, be inspired, and take your digital marketing game to the next level. Hello, my friend, and welcome back to the Silk Digital Marketing Mastery Podcast. I hope you've been having a beautiful week. I am really keen to share this episode with you. I mean, I probably say that every week, but I always am excited to get this content out. But today's episode is going to be something a little bit different and something I want to regularly introduce into the podcast episodes, and that is a Q&A style session. So I put out on my Instagram stories an option for people to ask me any questions that they have and this was actually done they would remain anonymous so I feel people get a bit shy when they want to ask questions you know it's like I don't know when you're back at school and you actually got a question but you don't want to say it out loud or (laughs) so posting it anonymously I thought would help especially get those kind of juicier questions in because I want I want to be fully transparent with you and, you know, share anything, whether it's related to business and, you know, marketing strategies or, you know, certain personal businessy questions. So I will continue to share that link on my stories. And if you do have any questions and you're not too shy to ask, just send me a DM because I will add it to this list. I also thought I would start the episode as well today, just kind of giving you a bit of a business update with what's happening in my world. I don't know. I like to listen to those sorts of segments when I listen to podcasts. So it's a good way to just kind of catch up and share what's going on because I also find that stuff interesting. So maybe you do as well. But basically I have been working on some new packages that I'm going to be announcing very soon. And this has come because, again, you may have noticed on my social media or if you're on my email list that I am really heavily focused on holistic marketing and really promoting that and trying to get that out in the world for people to kind of understand and use in their marketing. So I am working on some new packages around that that I will be offering and also just, you know, working behind the scenes on the business tends to get pushed down my list of things to do, as I'm sure it probably does yours at times as a business owner. Um, But I'm really trying to prioritize that because I know that that's helping to just create better foundations. And, you know, when I do bring on new clients, making sure that the onboarding process and working with them is as seamless and easy as possible um, for both of us. So that's really exciting. I like doing all that kind of behind the scenes businessy stuff, as well as obviously working on my clients' accounts, which is, you know, an ongoing monthly thing. So I have been 
also trying to post a lot more on TikTok. I love watching TikToks and, you know, I don't know, you might have kind of picked that up in listening to the podcast because I talk about it a lot, but I learn a lot from it and it's entertaining. And you know what? I thought I'm going to just do it myself. And it's funny because I find that when I'm posting a video on TikTok and then if I share it as a reel, reels are just so different and what people respond to. So I'm still trying to figure out, I guess, for my audience, what kind of reels, you know, they like. But TikTok is definitely, I feel a lot more personal and you can just, yeah, kind of jump on and have a chat like you would, I guess, on Instagram stories. But often as a reel, Instagram's just forever. Whenever it's in the feed, I feel that it's such an aesthetic, you know, like pretty platform, (laughs) whereas TikTok is a bit more raw and organic. Um, But anyway, I'm having fun doing that. And it's a really great way I'm finding that I'm able to reach a whole new audience and then, you know, utilizing the holistic approach, getting them, you know, over to my Instagram or onto my website and signing up on the email list, which is really cool. So that's a little bit of a business update of what's been happening in my world. And if you are also on TikTok, then come and say hi. I will leave the link to my TikTok in the show notes, but it is just Silk Digital because, yeah, I really love to see what people are getting up to on TikTok. Um, And especially because a lot of the time it's different content to what they're sharing on Instagram, which is really cool. All right, let's dive into the first question, and it is about email marketing. Someone has asked, I'm starting out with email marketing, but how do I grow my email list? This is a good question because you can start sending out emails, but essentially if you don't have an audience to talk to, then it's basically pointless. So I think this is a big thing that a lot of brands forget about is they want to get into email marketing, but they don't have a list to talk to. So if you are wanting to grow your list, I recommend having something that is called a lead magnet. And basically, this is something that will entice someone to sign up to your list because they're getting something of value in return. For example, if you're a service-based business, say you're in the health space, right, and you could offer an ebook for them to download for free that is like, I don't know, a week of easy meal prep ideas that takes you 90 minutes or something like that. I feel like that's kind of a good example because it covers like, a pain point, which would be time. So maybe they lack time, your audience, right? And you're giving them, you know, options that are going to help save time, um, but also, you know, eat healthy and prepare their meals for the week. So what you would do is you would create this ebook and then you would set up a form on your website and I would have pop-ups on your website that promote this lead magnet or ebook. You would have, you know, links on your social media account so people can access it through there. And basically what they person would need to do is enter their details on the form and then that information will be submitted to your email marketing platform. And then from there, it would trigger your sequence, which would send them the ebook. And then, you know, you would have another email um, a day or so later that kind of introduces you again as you know, the brand and who you are and what you're all about. And then the third one would sort of touch on the services that you offer or something that, again, kind of just keeps warming them up and introducing them to your business. If you are 
an e-commerce brand, you will often see that people will offer, say, like 10% off your first purchase or, you know, save on shipping on your first order when you sign up to the email list. So similar again, you would have the whole form situation and the pop-ups and things on your website, but basically someone will just have to submit their details to then get that discount off their first purchase. And I think that works really well, um, even if they don't use it the discount straight away. You've got their details there. So if you're regularly sending them emails, you know, with your regular campaigns, then you're going to eventually hopefully get the sale from it. More recently, I've actually tested a giveaway with one of my clients too. So they're an e-commerce client and we were promoting this giveaway across organic socials as well as, you know, obviously on the website and running ads to get more signups. Now, I checked it probably about half an hour ago and we were sitting at like nearly 400 leads and it has been live for like three days or something. So pretty crazy. And that's a really great way to help build um, your your list quite quickly. Sometimes, especially if you're starting out and you're really wanting that rapid growth, giveaways can be really useful in that sense. But number one thing when it comes to, you know, your lead magnet and sending someone basically through an email sequence like this is really make sure that you test it before it goes live. And I would also turn off the double opt-in feature because this is just adding one extra step for your audience to sign up and you want to reduce as many barriers to entry as possible. And it's really unnecessary in my opinion, because if somebody is like wanting to give their information to you, why do they then have to confirm that if they've already made that decision themselves? So yeah, turn off the double opt-in feature if you can. Second question, what is your favorite Instagram strategy? Hmm. Look, to be honest, I don't have a favorite. I think there are best practices that you should be following when it comes to Instagram, but each strategy is really different because while there's like an overall, okay, these are the things, you know, yes, are best practices and that you should be doing. But, you know, I could have a client come to me and they don't want to ever show up or show their face on their social media. And so that cuts out a lot of, by the way, I don't recommend not showing your face, but for this example, that cuts out a lot of, you know, the general strategy that a lot of people would recommend. So I feel like, yeah, each individual client is different and should. that's why having tailored strategies and working with somebody that isn't just like giving you a cookie cutter approach is a really important thing when it comes to your social media strategy. The biggest thing though with Instagram is, in my opinion too, Instagram alone isn't going to help skyrocket your business and that's the only thing you can focus on and that's it. Like you're going to be a successful business because you just have Instagram. It's a really good starting point. Yes, don't get me wrong. But if you're not using other forms of marketing, then you're ultimately leaving the success of your business basically in Instagram's dirty little hands. (laughs) Because, you know, Instagram went down, what, like a couple of weeks ago, right? And if that wasn't like a big wake up call to look at using other platforms, then I don't know what is. I will say though, my advice, I guess, when it comes to Instagram, and I suppose this is what the person is kind of looking for is a bit of structure or recommendations, but something that a lot of people just forget about and the core value of social media is to be social. Like building a community 
especially in this day and age, is seriously the key to success of your business on social media. And to be able to do that, you need to be social and you need to be interacting with your audience. You know, I see so many brands just ignoring the comments they get or they aren't on there engaging with other accounts. And it's honestly just detrimental to their brand. I feel if you're a consumer and you do see a brand engaging with, you know, their customers, even if it is just in the comments, it's almost like it helps build that trust because you can see that they're, you know, almost like a real person. There is somebody communicating. They're, you know, wanting to engage with their audience and understand like their pain points and even just like having a laugh, you know, I feel it's just a much better way to build relationships with your audience. And I know you probably hear it a lot of the time too with social media, but consistency is really important. It's like, you know, you go to the gym once, you're not going to then have abs the next day. Like you need to be consistent. So if you can post five times a day, then great. If it's only five times a week, then, you know, that's also fine. But as long as you can keep up that consistency, you're engaging with your audience and, you know, you're using each sort of placement or option on Instagram, like you're showing up in stories, you're posting reels and you're sharing stuff on the feed. Even with stories too, like use the polls, ask your audience questions, like utilize all those features because they're there for a reason and Instagram loves all that stuff. So I don't want to be like, yeah, you'll be favored in the algorithm, but it does. All of it helps. That's for sure. And huge, huge, huge is showing your face because again, connection is key. And honestly, like when I think about myself as a client or consumer, if I was say even outsourcing something for my business, then I would honestly rather work with somebody that I, especially if it's remotely, if I can see their face and know who I'm talking with or going to give my money to, whether they're posting photos in their feed or it's video content, like obviously video content showing up like that is great, but you really need to humanize your brand because it's just helping to build that trust and connection. And that is what is going to allow and encourage somebody to purchase from you. Because otherwise, you're just honestly just a boring old Instagram account. Like, you're no different to the next Instagram account that's sharing Canva templates with no real person and using stock images. Like, that's there's no soul to that, really. So who would want to buy from that person or that account? It's not a person. Next question. I want to run my own ads. Where is the best place to learn how to do that? Oh, interesting. Well, good on you for wanting to run your own ads and good luck with it. YouTube is a great resource. And, you know, if you're not ready to outsource or you are just wanting to get a better understanding of how Facebook and Instagram ads work or any type of social media ad, then there's so much valuable information on YouTube. Um, There's articles and things. But if you're like me and prefer to listen and sort of watch somebody doing it, then, yeah, YouTube is amazing. My best advice, though, is to, one, make sure you have a strategy in place and two, make sure you know exactly who your audience is. And actually, three, (laughs) be prepared to spend money. I hope you're enjoying today's episode. I wanted to just let you know about my free email marketing Bible ebook. It's jam-packed with insider tips for mastering your email marketing and covers all you need to know about crafting your automation sequences, best practices, and how to nail your weekly newsletter. 
Head to the website www.silkhuffindigital.com.au and follow the links to the email marketing bible to download your free copy. The link will also be in the show notes for you. Now let's get back into today's episode. I've been running ads for over six years now and look I remember when I first was learning it it was so fucking confusing. I'm like there is so many elements to the platform and even when I have done training sessions or like been sharing things with my clients, they're just like overwhelmed with, you know, each section and what I'm doing when I'm sharing my screen. And there's so many like layers and things to navigate. So yes, it can be very overwhelming. And also you have to spend money to learn how to do it. Like you're not going to get an understanding of how to run a successful ad without actually running an ad period. And to do that, you need to spend money. And I'm not saying it has to be hundreds of thousands of dollars, but to get a good result, you are going to be spending thousands of dollars. So if you are learning, just be prepared to, yeah, spend that money yourself. The thing with social media advertising too, and that covers like Pinterest, your Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, each platform structure is similar um, in terms of like how you would technical technically set up an ad but the thing is one kind of ad that might work say you're using Pinterest ads is not going to necessarily perform well on Instagram or TikTok because it's a completely different platform you would have a completely different audience and there are so many different factors like what you know the best size on Pinterest is is not going to be what works on Instagram. You've got static images that you can use as ads on Instagram versus TikTok is all video. It's not one size fits all either. Another thing with ads is the data is really, really key. And you can be great at creating a beautiful ad and targeting people. But if you're not actually even sure if it's working and you don't know how to read and analyze the data in order to make the correct changes, then it's kind of a waste of money. So really educate yourself around the different metrics and what metrics you should be tracking and what is a good benchmark and this, that and the other, um, which is exactly what I discuss with my clients when, you know, I'm, I'm giving them the reports or when going over the results. It's okay, we're looking at this number because this is our goal and this is our benchmark versus like, okay, yeah, you've got this many clicks this month. Like, okay, great. But what does that mean? So really having that understanding, I think, is important. Don't forget to add the Facebook pixel or TikTok pixel or Pinterest pixel, whatever platform you're advertising on, to your website. I see so many brands and this is terrible, but they're running ads and they don't have a pixel on their site. And that is, again, a big waste of money because in order to be able to get accurate data and track, you know, who's doing what on your site, you need a pixel. I talked about Facebook pixels in one of my Facebook ads episodes. But yeah, if you want to YouTube how to put a pixel on your site, it's pretty straightforward, but super important. I would even put it on your website if you're not running ads yet or at the stage because it's still going to help capture the data of people visiting your site now. And actually one more thing on running ads is I would consider having your website audited by someone like a professional website auditor 
or somebody that's really experienced. Say you're in Shopify, you can get Shopify audits or even just having an ad specialist um, can really be helpful. I often do website audits and things for my clients to just make sure I'm suggesting, you know, where they can improve and making the customer experience so much more seamless in order for people to purchase. But if you've got a shitty website, you're driving traffic to this site, right? And people are just going to drop off. You're not going to get any purchases. The way I like to think of it is... It'd be like telling people to come by from your like bricks and mortar shop, but when they get to the door, either the shop's closed, like you're never open, or it's like a disgusting mess and people just don't even want to go in there. It's the same if you've got a shitty website, people are just not going to want to shop through it. So um, again, don't waste your money sending people to a crappy site. Oh, this one's a juicy question. (laughs) What has been your worst client experience? To be honest, I haven't had like a terrible, terrible experience with my clients. Like obviously there have been times where, you know, things didn't work out or we haven't seen eye to eye on certain situations, which is just, I guess, life really. Um, And that's fine. It's all been a learning experience. And I think it's just the nature of having a business. But yeah, nothing like where somebody has been well, we've had to bring lawyers and things like that, um, which is very, I'm so grateful for. I think the biggest struggle for me though, with being a marketer, and I'm sure if you are listening and you're, you know, in the marketing industry, you can relate this too. But as a marketer, you tend to get the blame for the performance and sales of a business. um, And they tend to think that that is on you. So when things aren't performing, it's, the marketer's fault. But basically, I guess the way to think about working with a marketer and what marketing is, is we're essentially bringing the clients and customers to you, but you have to convert them or, you know, sell to them. Well, yeah, campaigns obviously have a huge impact in the results. They're not the full answer to the performance or the outcome. So similar to what I was saying before, if you've got a shitty website, a good ad specialist will identify that and know what changes need to be improved and to help optimize the conversions and, you know, increase your sales. But then if you're not making those changes, you can't expect the great result if that is something that's being identified, especially if you can see we're getting so much traffic to your site, but something's happening from when they see the ad to then getting on the site and not purchasing so yeah a good marketer would and and I do work with my clients on this and we'll kind of go through and and this is why analyzing the data is really important because the data tells a story and we can from that see yeah where people are dropping off or what's happening and and try and identify things that we can improve and fix to then get a better result another example is too if you know, we're running ads for you and you're not wanting to post and show up regularly on social media or you don't have email marketing place and you don't want to outsource that, then again, that is really on you because we can do one part of the job essentially and then those other elements are really going to significantly improve or decrease the results. So I'm quite selective now in terms of who I'm going to take on as a client because I want to get them the best result possible. But if they're not able to or can't sort of see that email marketing is really important 
and it supports advertising and having an organic presence on social media is really important again to support your advertisements and if those pieces of the pie are missing then the results aren't going to be as great as they can be so yeah it really affects my job too so I like to support my clients with each of those elements and they're more than happy to take them on themselves and we would work together if they would rather you know handle their email marketing and I'm doing their ads we work together on how that works seamlessly and consistently sending the same message across so we can get a great result so I guess this is more advice around if you are wanting to outsource but you're not willing to take responsibility of other elements of your marketing or outsource those then you're probably going to find that you're going to be either jumping around from you know agency to ad specialists all over the place because you're not getting the results that you want um, because you're not meeting those other standards or requirements to actually have a successful campaign and there's a reason why a lot of you know even bigger brands get great huge results because they have a holistic marketing approach and this is why I'm really big on the importance of that what is the most important thing when it comes to running ads I feel like I've touched on this in the, this episode but as I said having your tracking set up and your website optimized is really important and you have to I guess be prepared to spend money and it is like a yeah time and money investment but in terms of like say the actual ad itself like is it the copy or is it the targeting or you know the structure or of the campaign I would say right now currently it is the creative creative is a huge 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 factor in the performance and being on social media you know we have to remember it's a very visual platform and I don't know about you but myself as a consumer I don't really read a lot of the ad copy if I see an ad and it's not the ad copy that's attracting me to the ad it's the first you're seeing the visual there's a reason why the image is at the top and then the copy is below it it's because it's a visual platform so yeah just focusing on you know having great ad copy and really going basic on the image is probably or the creative is not going to possibly achieve a great result you know in my opinion and like it's funny too when you think about social media I might not even know of the brand but if I'm seeing an ad that looks really cool it's really like engaging and visually appealing then I might click on the link and visit their website and then who knows like I might end up purchasing because of this amazing creative that I've seen so I think that's really important to consider because I've taken over like so many brand accounts in the past and they have worked with agencies and look Some have been fine, but nine times out of 10, the problem that I believe in many of these agencies, and I've experienced this as well because I've worked in them, is that they have or they hire people that tend to have amazing technical skills. Like they're very strategic and, you know, they can set up these amazing campaigns like technically in the background. But the thing that they're lacking is visual design and being able to create a really amazing creative for the ad and look I'm not any designer myself but I love doing that stuff if you've seen on my social media like I'll you know I create all my own content even for emails and stuff that I send out for my clients like creating all that I love utilizing that um, and doing that aspect of marketing but I know my way around Canva and Photoshop and I can edit a video which I do do for my clients so if they you know can offer me photos and video content I'm happy to cut it up and edit it and make it look 
pretty and ready for Instagram or Facebook ads. Whereas a lot of agencies will actually only just use whatever you send them. They're not going to make any edits to it. And then that can be tricky too, because when we look at advertising on, say, Instagram, for example, you have different placements. So you have your feed placement, which is one size. So generally it's like the square size, for example. And then you also have your story size, which is the vertical and it's the completely different size. So it's important to optimize and have both sizes to run a great ad campaign because if somebody's seeing a square post in a story it just looks shitty and it's yeah not very professional you're not using the platform to its best practice um so a lot of clients don't know that and that's why they're outsourcing their advertising so I feel it's a bit of a letdown for a lot of agencies because they just will take whatever they're going to get from the client and whack it into an ad and yeah it's it lets the performance of the ad down And, you know, it's so important to test new styles of creative. So we've got to be testing, you know, your images, videos. You can do carousels and collections on, you know, Facebook and Instagram. So, again, like it's all about testing and utilizing each sort of element and figuring out what works. And you can't do that if you're just using one image for an ad. Why is email marketing important for e-commerce brands? Well, Email marketing is obviously a great way to connect with your customers in a more personal way. And obviously you have to have them on your list to do that. But, you know, you can send more targeted emails and I find it's a much better way for you to actually show up in front of your customer or ideal customer because a lot of the time, you know, people aren't really... The reach and things on Instagram and stuff, for example, is very hit and miss, you know, whereas when you're sending an email, you know that it's going into their inbox and if they're checking it regularly and you're, you know, segmenting your audience correctly and only sending to your engaged audience, then they are seeing your emails and it is kind of keeping your brand top of mind. It'll obviously drive people to your website too. So getting them on the website, they're browsing, they're seeing what you're selling Hopefully, too, if you've got your pixel and you're running ads, um, you're capturing their data and then, again, you're able to serve them with ads on, you know, whether it's Pinterest or you're using meta ads. So, again, it all just really works together quite seamlessly. I think with email marketing, too, people forget how affordable it is. So, basically, yes, you've got to get people onto your list, but you're, you're paying for your email marketing platform, which depending how many subscribers you have, it can be, you know, around $30, $40 a month starting out. But it's honestly like such a cheap platform when you think about it and you can see how great of a return it gets for your business. The thing with emails too is you own your list. So you have this list, it's protected and therefore it really is the most important audience you can build. And relatively emails is like a low time cost investment say compared to ads and organic social media but I wanted to share some facts with you about email marketing if all that doesn't convince you people are six times more likely to click through your emails than your content shared on social media for 10 years in a row a whole decade email is the channel generating the highest return on investment so for every one dollar spent email marketing generates thirty dollars in ROI and 72% of people prefer promotional information in their emails rather than social media. 
So if that doesn't convince you, I don't know what will. But that wraps up today's episode. I hope you enjoyed this style of episode. And if you do have any questions or you are wanting to chat about how I can help you and the services that I offer, then feel free to come say hi over on Instagram or on TikTok or visit my website. All the links will be left in the show notes below. But thank you so much again for joining me and I hope you have a beautiful day. Thank you so much for joining me today. Don't forget, you can learn more about my free resources that will help you scale your business by going to my website, www.silkhyphendigital.com.au. And you can always find the links and resources mentioned in today's episode over there too. I would love for you to come say hi over on Instagram at silkdigital underscore. Thanks so much. And I'll see you in the next episode.